Bienvenidos to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those of you who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other delicious movie snacks, such as tailgate food, bratwurst, hot wings, hot dogs, burgers, everything. As always, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian Machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, how you doing today? I'm pumped. You pumped? It's football season again. It, it is football season again. Some of you might be confused. We're starting off with talking about sports. Sometimes there's not exactly an even division between <laughs> sports and, and, and film. Sometimes the Venn diagram of people does not cross over. But for us, we are certainly as big of sports fans, or in this case, football fans, as we are movie fans and so in celebration of professional football just not just professional football but football season back back this week by the time that you're listening to this podcast the first nfl game will be played tomorrow and the first college football games have been played already so in celebration of football being back we decided that we are going to do one episode before our summer in review and our fall looking forward one episode to celebrate Football and the movies that take place on, around, or about the gridiron. And um, and football movies have a long tradition, longer than people may, may realize. And so uh, to kick us off, our resident statistician, our historian, David, you've, you've done some research. We, we've been living, eating, breathing, sleeping football. We literally just did our fantasy football draft mm-hmm. five minutes ago. We got our teams locked in and lined up to various degrees of satisfaction. And you've done a little bit of research on top of all of the other research that you've done about the history of football in film. So why don't you hit us with a little bit of history about football and film going all the way back to where it started. All right. So going back to when it started, we actually got a couple silent comedies that involved the game of football. Okay. Uh, one of them already starts our debate that we're going to have later in this podcast about football <laughs> movie or not football fo- movie. But in 1921, 21. two minutes to go was the name. It, it starred Charles Ray. Um, okay. And it was a comedy basically about the star of a football team that's forced to work as a milkman when his father's business begins to fail. Okay. So um, the other one, the next one, uh, followed was The Freshman, which I believe was 1925. Um, and it was another silent film. It was about a water boy who gets to play in the team's big game, which kind of reminds Ooh. me a little bit of a movie called The Water Boy. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of it. A little bit. Um, yeah, so that was a little interesting to, to find that out, that that kind of went all the way back to there. So, interesting. But those were kind of the kickoff of football movies. Uh, as I looked through... It's crazy how many football movies or, or movies that set place on the on on or about football um, over the years. It goes back for a long ways, and and obviously we're continuing to get them. Sure, um, it's slowed. I feel like in the last decade, amount of football movies, sports, in sports general. movies in general, though, um, have definitely slowed. I feel like this is gonna scratch that itch that you've had. I know that you've been itching for like a really good sports movie to come out. So that we can break down like what makes good sports movies, and I know we've talked about it in the past, but mm-hmm. we really, we've kind of had to 
you know, make excuses for why we're talking. Well, about and there's two things movies. I feel like we haven't had recently. We haven't had like a really good like football movie, um, right? That celebrates like the on the field football, right? Um, but we also haven't had like a great like kids sports movie like that we yeah. celebrated back in our childhood. They just did the volleyball movie like two, three months ago, the perfect season or whatever the hell it was called. Does that not count? Yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> sticking to football, though, before we go off on a tangent about things like Angels in the Outfield and yes. <laughs> Little Big League and all those types of things. Um, so we, I put together some lists. You know how much I love lists. I know. I know how much um, like you like gathering the stats. That's right. So we're going to start out with the worst-reviewed football movies. Okay. And some of these, these may surprise you. Some of these may not. Um, they all probably are very deserving of this list. Sure. Um, first and foremost... Kind of, and I didn't go to just one list. Um, these, this particular list um, was from Bleacher Report, but I kind of made sure that it wasn't just like one site that really hated a couple of movies, those types of things. But sure. kind of across the board, you look up bad sports movies, Leatherheads is going to be on there. Um, that was the first one we came across. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Clooney, John Krasinski. I saw it in theaters. I'll admit it wasn't very good. Um, Also on this list, uh, Waterboy, obviously an Adam Sandler movie everybody's probably pretty familiar with. Radio, I don't know if you remember that one. Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr., kind of in the height of Cuba Gooding Jr., I feel like. Cuba started... Started making some bad decisions. Yeah, it's some some as, as they say in Tropic Thunder. You know, you never. I, I I can't even quote the film. I feel bad about saying it, but you can't go all the way. <laughs> Sean Penn, Cuba Gooding Jr. can't go all the way. You can't play that role all the way. And I feel like that's something that hurt radio a little bit. No love for replacements. Bullshit. I know it's it's near and dear to both of our hearts. Excellent but film. Across the board, you find it on quite a few bad football movie lists. Sure. Uh, the game plan, rock, making that family sports film, uh-huh. but it wasn't very good. Build, building his repertoire. Yep, yep. I know you would defend the move, but maybe not the movie. Not the movie, but the strategic. It's strategic, like it, 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 it is. There's there's a strategy in him doing that movie. Also on this list across many of the sites was the few recognize or maybe know they did make a sequel to angels in the outfield it was called angels in the end zone i didn't i don't think i realized they did this christopher lloyd was brought back for this movie because i mean it's not like he's got much else to do right um so he was brought back but that was it from the cast okay um and it was hey there's our there's our fantasy yeah. football update right and, there. It, and it was not very good um also on there another rock movie he, he, he comes on this list twice with Gridiron Gang, which was based on a true story. Sure. Uh, which probably was about the only thing that it had going for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it's a, a story of him helping out, like, basically like an inner city football team, if I remember right. Uh, yes. So those were uh, a number of them. Also, you could probably throw on there, but I feel like it's hard to target these because no one's expecting very good from it, kind of like Angels in the End Zone. But you had Airbud, Golden Receiver, the follow-up to Airbud uh, when he played th- basketball. Yeah. Does that count? I, it's, it's, it's pretty brutal. Necessary roughness. But let's go. Let's go to the positive side of things. So okay. let's go to the top reviewed. And I'll I'll preface this by I used a Rotten Tomatoes list that 
rank them not necessarily straight by their Rotten Tomatoes percentage. Okay. Uh, it went by like the quality of the reviews and things like that. I don't know. It's Rotten Tomatoes list, so if you don't like it, blame them. Okay. Number ten, concussion. Will Smith. Tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Number nine, Black Sunday. Do you remember that one? I don't know. Uh, some of these, so they're some, pretty obscure. Oh, some wait, of these Black Sunday's a, um, uh, 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 a terrorist movie. It's actually a disaster film about a terrorist plot to um, a, attack a football game. Yes. Well, then, is the sum of all fears a football game? <laughs> is is Batman? Uh, Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight a Rises. Game? There's a Pittsburgh Steelers game going the on Gotham there. Gotham Knights or whatever they <laughs> yeah. are. Um, anyways, again, this is their list, which will lead us into our, our question of what makes a football movie. But we're going to table that for the second sure. and just accept Rotten Tomatoes. Possibly not great list. Uh, Invincible, Marky Mark, 2006. Okay. Okay. Eh. okay. I, I enjoyed it. It's Yeah, it's good. S- semi-tough, another little bit more obscure, obscure one that probably not a lot of people know. Um that if, one's like if I remember it, it was kind of Burt like a Reynolds. comedy drama, yeah. Burt Reynolds, Reynolds, Chris Christopherson. Burt Reynolds yeah. used to play football. Played college ball, I believe. I believe that's longest actually. yard, Burt Reynolds, too. Yeah, absolutely. So that maybe, is the next one, the longest yard. Longest yard. Both versions of the longest yard, depending on I actually don't hate the Adam Sandler version of the longest yard. <laughs> um, despite my proclivity to not Really enjoy Adam well, Sandler films. In, in this case, I believe the list was referring to the first one. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> definitely. Number five, Jerry Maguire. Fantastic film. Absolutely. Uh, number four was Big Fan. I don't know if you remember this one. This was, I believe, the Patton, Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt kind of... Um, he was like a, a big, comedic like, drama thriller. Yeah, he was a Giants fan, big Giants fan. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 like a comedy. It's a comedy drama. It's an interesting film. It's more of a. It's kind of a bleak. Yeah, he gets, comedy. He gets beat up by his favorite player, basically. Right. And then just everything that goes right from that. Right. Um, but anyways, that one was one of the ones they had on there. North Dallas Forty, another yep. little bit older film. Classic. Um, uh, that is um, Nick Nolte, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you are correct. That guy Nick looks Nolte. like he some football. Yep. yep. Um, another comedy drama, kind of. A lot of f- football movies actually surprisingly are comedies, sure. which is is a little surprising to me. Uh, Heaven Can Wait. This will also go into mm-hmm. our debate of obviously football movies a little bit, but yep. um, yeah, another another true. classic movie. Um. And then last but not least, their top one on this list was Brian's song. Well, that and, and I that mean it's is, a true football movie. That is one of the highest regarded sports movies of all time. It certainly leans in a way different direction than I think the football movies that we enjoy. Um, because the football movies that we enjoy are inspirational they're funny and brian's song is is inspirational sure but it's it's like one of those movies that it's tough to watch many everyone's times. gonna fucking cry in this movie. all those bears fans that listen to the podcast probably will defend brian's song a lot hey, and it's do, a great I mean, it's a great movie yeah there's nothing to defend it's an amazing film but full disclosure like it's probably not gonna wind up on on any of our lists simply because i don't like it's the same reason i don't want to watch uh marley and me Okay, I'm going to avoid movies that make me cry because they're emotional terrorism. What about Million Dollar Baby? 
That doesn't make me cry, David. <laughs> Makes me angry. Anyways, before Rick goes off on a tangent on Million Dollar Baby, uh, last list for you, uh, or actually some others of note that actually got really high um, ratings that I was surprised weren't on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday Night Lights with Billy Bob um, yep. got 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, Rudy, which I think a lot of people, that's the first football film that comes to mind for a lot of people, yep. feels that... Uh, that uh, inspirational um also on there that we didn't have was remember the titans and if i remember right and blindside for that matter yeah there's a there's a couple on there that i was surprised to not see on rotten tomatoes list interesting um remember the titans just for reference though was 73 percent on the tomato the good old tomato meter so okay anyways uh last but not least for our lists uh, we have the top grossing movies of all time, and these are not adjusted for inflation. And also, this is off of the list that I could pull uh, without having to like Google every single football movie. Odds are we can't find the stats for like Brian Song or Rudy or Ex- something like well, that. Well, and then it was also this is going to lead into our debate that we're going to talk about here about what makes a football movie. Sure. So I just went with the list that's out there, basically. Um, for top box office, number eight, classic Varsity Blues. I don't know that people look at it as a, a great movie, but I think a lot of people have memories of Varsity Blues. It's like the perfect high school football. It was Friday Night Lights before Friday Night Lights. I don't want your life. I don't want your life. Scott Kahn. Some cons in the James Con and Brian song, Scott Con of Varsity Blues, yeah, yep. carrying on the father's legacy. There I like go. that. I never Absolutely. got that before. Absolutely. Uh, number seven, Invincible, which we talked about already, 57.8 million. Friday Night Light, 61.2. Okay. Any Given Sunday, 75.5. Also, this is domestic. Uh, remember the Titans, uh, first one in the hundreds, 115.6. Longest Yard, Adam Sandler carrying it to 158.1. Sure. Waterboy, number two. So Adam Sandler getting two on this top three, 161.4. Wow. And last but not least, The Blind Side, 255.9. Big. Huge for a sports sports film. Quote, unquote. Uh, Quote, unquote, sports sports film. film. So huge numbers for that. Um, Obviously, you know, sports movies have never, like, killed the box office but they're also very cheap to make sure um so i would say all of those would probably be considered successful movies absolutely if you're looking at it like per what it took to to make it versus what it did in the box mm-hmm. office so uh, but that leads us into a question because some of the names that weren't on there that could have been on there were ones like jerry Maguire, um which i think could have been on there um based off of its box office sure. if it would have been included by um, that site that did those. So what makes, in your opinion, a football movie? How much football has to be in it? Do we need scenes? Also, just for reference, $273 million Jerry Maguire made, so it would have been the top of the list. Gotcha. But what, what makes a football movie for you? I have, a com- I have a controversial opinion on this. Okay. I believe that a movie can be a football movie but not be a sports movie. Okay. Do you feel what I'm saying here? Okay. Because football... Can because football is is a is a is a part of people's lives. It's a it, it can affect people in different ways. It can be about referees. It can be about sports agents. It can be about coaches. It can be about family. Ultimately, all revolving around football. Now, the game itself might not be played, mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't make it any less about football. 
Um, one could make the argument that, um, let's say, you know, remember the Titans is certainly about football. Jerry Maguire also about football. Jerry Maguire has what one football scene in it, mm-hmm. like actually filmed football scene in it. Yep. Remember the Titans has a lot, um, and so. I feel that films can be about football without being about sports movies, like The the Mighty Ducks. That is a hockey movie, and it is also a sports movie. Longest Yard is a sports movie. There are extended scenes of practice and playmaking and the game being played. That is the the game is the plot point, Um, whereas A Blind Side... That game is not the plot point. I don't even know if they freaking play football in that movie. They do a couple times. They do a little bit. Yep. But but I think that there's... I mean, it's the same thing with like All the Right Moves. Like All the Right Moves has football in it, and it is a story about football, but they don't play it as much. Yeah, or, or your boy, or our boy, The Rock. Yes. Game plan. I mean, that's not about what's happening on the field. Right. Although there's a lot that happens on the field. Sure. It's yeah. not about what happens on the field concussion 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 is all about football thousand percent and the effects of football and obviously a big topic that's topical today in concussions and the effect they have on football players but it's very there's i mean there's there's definitely on-field action in concussion right but it's not about what's happening on the field other than the effect that it has on players bodies and so i think that gives me a little bit of an out to say that like all of these movies are football movies now there might be some other ones that have football in it like is silver lining's playbook a football movie (laughs) i'm gonna say no i would say no you know um, is uh, uh, there are other ones where like is Wedding Crashers a football movie? That's where that big fan movie is is difficult because right. it has nothing to do about what's on the field, and it all has to do about someone who's a fan of a football, a football team and what happens to him in his life. So, if I remember right, with that one too, there's very little football that we witness right. in that game Absolutely. or in that movie as well. But it's all centered around the game of football and being a fan of. Exactly, more so than something like Silver Linings Playbook. Is. Exactly. So I feel like that gives us a little bit of an out in the sense that all of the films that we've thus far talked about are genuinely football movies. Blindside is about Michael Orr, a football player. Sure. That's a football movie. But is it a sports movie? No. I would argue that it is not a sports movie. And I feel like you can make that difference. All right. Um, so that's I'm going to put the line down on there. That also brings up, like, you can get deeper into conversations like, the, the some of the more recent Disney mil- movies like Million Dollar Arm, like Million Dollar Arm is a baseball movie, but is it an actual sports movie? That I think tough. that I think that toes the line. Moneyball. I think Moneyball ooh, really toes the line. I think they play enough sports and focus enough about strategy and things like that that yep. it is about the sports movie. Two for the money, however. Uh, you know what? I think we're let's you let's let's get into this. So let's speed I've, round it. I, we've set up a list here of of a speed round. We're both going to give a a quick if we want to defend our position, we can. Yes. Uh, briefly, but it's going to be: Is this a football movie? Not is it a sports movie? Right. Is it a football movie? Yes or no? Okay. The I'm Blind Side. Yes, football movie. I say yes. As Not well. a sports movie. Not a sports movie. Jerry Maguire. Football movie and sports movie. Interesting. Um, Toes the line, though. Yeah. I'm going to say... Ooh. Actually, I'm rethinking this as well. I'm kind of going to... I'm going to say no. 
to to either. Yeah. Man, I'm going to stick with it. For both? Sports and football? Shit. (laughs) I actually think it's... uh, No. I don't think it's either either because it's about a sports agent. So one could make the argument that it is more sports than football. Yeah. But by our previous definition, a sports movie has to do with like... The actual game itself. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Maguire has not, there are no huddles, there are no game plans, there are no nothing. And yet, that game that <laughs> Tidwell plays is very important to the plot. Sure. I feel like you're tying yourself in circles. I know. I'm calling it, uh, fuck. I'm going to call it a sports movie, but not a football movie. All right. <laughs> game plan featuring your boy, The Rock. Um, it's a football movie, but it's not a sports movie. I'm actually going to give it both. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Because I, if I remember right, and I didn't see this movie in theaters, I think I saw it. If I remember right, it ends with them on the football field. To, so for me, that is a slam dunk. It's a football yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, by... Because if I remember right, she's on the field with him at the end celebrating a victory, if I remember. But anyways. Yeah, the yeah, it is... It, it does end with like a with a with football plays. So yeah. okay, it is sports movie. Yep. All right, you mentioned it earlier. The last Boy Scout. I cannot in good conscience. <laughs> this is a football movie. Okay. I will say this is a football movie because um, it does the the major plot of the film does have to do with like sports gambling and and uh, f- football in general. Um, the finale takes place during a football game. Um, but I, it's certainly not a sports movie. It's an action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that it is a football movie, especially because the guy, the bad guy in the film is an organized, is a mobster who's trying to g- legalize gambling. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, so yes, that is a football movie, but it is not a sports movie. I mean, the main character is a fo- one of the main characters, is a football player. This one I actually disagree on too. I'm going neither. Neither? Neither. No, it's... How can you say it's not a football movie? Like, he literally throws a football to save, like, the congressman's life. He hits him <laughs> in the nose. The, there's the final fight. I guess. I, I think it's definitely. It's, it's borderline for me. It's definitely not a sports movie for me. No, it's, it's borderline football for me. Okay. All right. You mentioned it. this one as well. Two for the money. Um, I don't think this is either. For those of you that don't know what two for the money is or are <laughs> Googling it right now, it was the Matthew McConaughey. Was it Al Pacino? Pacino. Pacino, where both he, of whom who basically are... they set the lines uh-huh. and, around gambling and all that. It's so, about sports gambling. Um, I would argue that their their game of choice or the one that McConaughey's known for being really good at predicting sure. is college football. And pro football, I think. Um, yeah, it's... By our definition, it is neither. However, there sh- there could be an extended conversation about films that are about sports, but not the sport itself. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think Jerry Maguire falls under that. I think yeah. um, Blindside falls under that. I think Two for the Money falls under that because it does very much involve sports. Yeah, I'm going to say no on, on both on yeah, that probably. one as well. All right, Heaven Can Wait. Um, oh man. Yes, football movie, no sports movie. I haven't seen Heaven Can Wait in a while. <laughs> those those that need a refresher on that one as well. Basically, it's a over-eager angel who <laughs> accidentally takes um, a Rams quarterback, Los Angeles Rams yep. quarterback, yep. Uh, which is now the <laughs> their LA Rams again. <laughs> so, um, But a- anyways... 
before he dies and returns him to the body of a recently murdered millionaire uh, is the description on IMDb. Um, I got to say football. I'm going to say no sports. I think, I mean, even though, like, the film ends during a game, I'd have to watch it again. But I'll agree with you. I will. I would have to watch it again. Yeah, it may be. I, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time either. But yeah. All right. School ties. What do you think? I'm going to let you go first on this You're going to let me go first? Um, I'm going to say neither. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a... I mean, it is... It's sports, drama. It's about cheating. It's But it doesn't end with a game. So I think it is a game about football, about sport. It's football, right? Yeah, it's football. Yeah, he's the star quarterback. It's got yes, so I'm gonna say it's a football movie, but not a sports movie. All right, all right. Uh, Draft day, a film that both of us really enjoy. This is 100% both. Um, I'm I'm game for that. It's 100% both. It is 100% a football movie, but it is also 100% a sports movie because it deals with the the strategy of the sport. I feel like it falls into line with what Moneyball is to baseball. In a lot of ways, not nearly as good of a film. No, it's more but of it's more of like uh, your dad's. Like, no, even that's not. It's like just because it's Costner doesn't mean it has to be our dad's. No, but it's 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 a. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a less artsy version. Sure. Of of Moneyball, Moneyball? Sure. they're both mo- there. Are, there is an also a sub sports movie that is about coaches and managers, and um. It also kind of carries over with other films, and it's just movies about people who are good at their jobs. Yeah. Like, there isn't any superior conflict to Moneyball. It's just about being good at my job as a manager and, and seeing that pay off. And the same thing is true of Draft Day. It's, it's watching a guy be able to work in his job and make the moves that, are needs, that need to be made in order for him to succeed at his job. That's... I, and it's a and I'm sorry. I'll fight you, and not you, because I know you like Draft Day. But I'll fight anybody. Draft Day is good. Yeah, it's an enjoyable film. Would you say he made all the right moves? <laughs> yeah, in 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 the fucking fantasy world of Draft Day, he did great. Yes, actually, I think he screwed up and then bailed himself he out. He really did. Uh, all right, last but not least, and this one, <laughs> I just wanted to throw on the list for fun. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Football movie, not sports movie. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> Although it ends with a game. It does end with the game. Um, laces out. Laces out, Dan. And the villain is a, a former football player. Finkel is Einhorn. Um, Einhorn is Finkel. There are a couple of fantasy football teams that I am running this year that are <laughs> named after Ace Ventura. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. So that's, you know, we could, and this is not going to be a super long episode by design, but I do think that there is an interesting conversation that you could get into that might not be so friendly for podcasting, but just like sitting down and bullshitting with long pauses in between, which is why <laughs> it wouldn't be good for podcasting, but talking about like a football movie versus a sports movie versus a movie revolving around sports because mm-hmm. there is a difference between an ace ventura which is a football movie and a um you know uh replacements which is yep. a, an actual football movie and a draft day which is 
about football. Like there are all di- they are all about football and all about sports, but in different ways. Sure. Some of them use it to actually drive the action. The actual game itself is the plot of the film, like the 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 finale or the uh, um, the, the the hurdles, the conflict in the film is winning the game. Um, and then there are other films where the conflict of the film doesn't have anything to do with whether the game is win or won or lost. It has to do with other things, you know, contracts and shit. So that's an interesting conversation to have. It's actually really fun to kind of think about that and and where things might uh, where where things might fit in that regard. But yeah, I I could play that game all day. All right. Well, to wrap up, and this will take a little bit, but we've got I put together some awards for us to go through. So. Yes. We're, we're, you know, a lot of times with football preseason, you make preseason predictions, you give preseason awards at the end of the season, all that good stuff. So Correct. we're going to do our own kind of awards ceremony for uh, some different categories we came up in relation to football movies. I okay. feel like a lot of football movies um, feature some similar characteristics. There's always like that good coach's speech or speech by someone You've always got some good football action in the ones that are actual football movies. Sure, good elements. Um, but we're, we're going to go through some of these. So with that being said, our first category up. Okay. <laughs> most improbable storyline in a football movie. And to preface this, we are disqualifying a couple obvious ones like Heaven Can Wait, uh, Angels in the End Zone. Right. Like a Air supernatural Airbud, Golden Receiver, like the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, we're we're getting rid of those. <laughs> okay. So knocking those out. What do you have for your most improbable football movie? I thought about this a lot. I thought about some of the trick plays that have been run in these football movies before. Whether or not they would work. There's been, there were <laughs> trick plays in replacements. There were trick plays in the Longest Yard. That it's like real. Are those even legal? <laughs> but. I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the bold claim and say the most improbable storyline in football is the Browns actually making good decisions in draft day. <laughs> no, you stole mine. Yes, yes. <laughs> like like the the amount of of the 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 way he screws up by trade. What did he trade? He traded three um, number one picks, right? For the first pick, and I don't have it in front of me. But he ended up trading away three years worth of number ones and three years worth of number twos, and then getting them all back. There's no, there's and no, more. There's no way <laughs> that happens. There's no way that happens. Yeah. Um, you know, not to mention that there were still questions at running back, like from what he drafted. Like, there's no, there's, and there's no way. There's no way. I Cleveland. Any listeners in Cleveland? God love you. LeBron brought you the title, and you should be proud of that. But your football team sucks, and there's no way anybody in the front office makes those savvy of moves to pull themselves out of the fire. So that's what I'm saying there. All right. Um, we that, chose not that, to disclose these. To that that was going to be mine, but I'll go with the follow up, and I don't feel like it needs a whole lot of explanation to keep this moving. The longest yard. Just all of the, it, the, the, all of it from the football action to the concept to of playing football for like the putting prisoners against guards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, putting old Burt Reynolds in there. Exactly. All all of it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, okay. Uh, or you could pick Waterboy, whatever you want. But Waterboy, <laughs> there is some. Le- he literally power bombs a guy. That's that is that is a penalty. That is a disqualification. <laughs> he power bombs a man. That is unnecessary roughness and a disqualification from the game and an NCAA inquiry. 
So there are definitely choices out there. <laughs> All right. So that leads us on to a more serious one. Yes. In best speech. Yes. There's a lot of great speeches in 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 some football movies. There are. Um, and, I'm going to let you go first on and this I'm, one. And I'm going first on this one, so I've got to limit it down. Um, you know, I considered actually like three speeches from Remember the Titans, mm-hmm. um, which are all absolutely fantastic. Um, you've got Denzel's at the graveyard. Um, the, the Gettysburg. The Gettysburg. They killed um, They bled here. Yep. 50,000 men died you, on this field. You've got uh, Julius talking about... Uh, you know, when him and uh, what's his name? Petrier? Yeah. Yeah. When they go at it and he talks back and they have that little back and forth mm-hmm. before they finally kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the uh, the great one by our boy. Um, Will Patton. Will Patton. Good friend of the podcast. He says, you're going to remember the night that they played the Titans. Just like, not another inch, not another yard. Yep, yep. So, but with that all being said, I'm going... And this was tough because I considered a number of other movies. Okay. But I'm going with Pacino in any given Sunday. Too. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I I went through this life. The life is a game of inches. Yep. Um, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh because that pop number one, I feel like a great speech has to apply not only to the game, but also to life. And that one literally fucking does it. Number two, it began the trend of like that guitar music score for these sports movies that was popularized in like Friday Night Lights. They did it in a couple of other films as well, um, where it's just, it's, I don't know how to describe it, um, but it's, uh, I believe the band Explosions in the Sky is very popular for doing this, where it's just kind of like an acoustic guitar being played in the back or, uh, or an electric guitar being played in the back, very kind of soothing um, I also thought about the Remember the Titans one, the Gettysburg one, the Not Another Yard. Um, I loved when Julius is saying, like, when, when the coach comes and says, you played your best, and Julius is like, no, you demanded perfection. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, if I didn't pull out an oldie, and this one goes to a shout-out to Papa Williamson. Um, I wanted to pull out one from the 40s, okay. which is Newt Rockney All-American. Okay. And it's from the 40s. It's a Ronald Reagan movie. But it is it it is the epitome. It is the beginning of the speech. The phrase "win one for the Gipper," go okay. out and just win win just one for the Gipper. Okay, came from that movie. So every time you see one of those movies where it's like go out and win it for remember the Titans, remember the Titans, and this is going off on a slight tangent. Um, Bertrier did not get in a car accident during their season. He got in a car accident after they won the championship. But in the film, they change it to during the season mm-hmm. just so they can give themselves a win one for Bertrier moment. Yeah. You know, so that is a that came that came from Newt Rockney, All American. It came from the 1940s, and that informed all sports movies throughout time. You know, anytime one of the team gets hurt or injured is in a bad spot, it comes from that. Also considered for mine. But I wasn't sure whether, because I wasn't calling it a football or a sports movie, I couldn't really go to it. Okay. Was the Jerry Maguire scene on the phone. The show me the money? Show me the money scene. It's it, There are so many, like, 
Jerry Maguire does have good speeches, but none of them are sports speeches. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving on. Uh, a lot of sports films in general have cameos from actual players. Yes. Um, one, because I feel like a lot of times they need people who actually know what they're doing mm-hmm. um, on the field for <laughs> yeah. the actual action. Um, but also because it's easy to give yourself some legitness for making up a word to Legitness. to your your action in there if there's actual players. Of so course. like Ken Griffey being in what was it Little Big League? Mm-hmm. Um, you had all sorts of of players over the years being in those. So best cameo. I'm gonna let you go first on this one by an actual football player. Okay, I have two because I can't just pick one. Yep. But um, I'm and I'm thinking outside of the box here. But number one, all of the cameos from The Longest Yard. Okay. Uh, the the way that they filled the other players, they brought like Michael Irvin in, they brought in Bob Sapp, the way they brought in like Bill Romanowski and Brian Bosworth, like these psychotic football players to play the guards is yep. is an excellent move. Yep. Um, and and it I loved that uh, very much so. But my actual pick is is breaking all the rules, and I'm gonna admit this, but my actual pick for best cameo by an actual football player. Goes to John uh, Matuzic, who played Sloth in the Goonies. <laughs> Hands down, best football player performance in a film ever. It's not a cameo, but like he literally he wears like a Raiders shirt at one point in time. Like it's it's so great, and it's one of the it's one of like the well known things that it's just like this guy was a, a, a football player and he. He played this iconic character, and it he just it's iconic. Sloth is iconic, and so even though that is not in any way a football movie, I'm going with I'm going with that. I'm going with Ken Matuzak for Sloth. Well, being prepared for the fact that I knew you were going to cheat probably and pull one not from an actual football <laughs> movie, I have a couple um, for my legit one. Um, I think you have to give. Uh, Lawrence Taylor showing up in the in the Water Boy mm-hmm. as like a legit cameo in Don't there. Smoke crack, exactly. <laughs> so um, good. He was great in that. Um, Jim Brown in Any Given Sunday. So he actually good. played a character in that. Again, yes. that wasn't really a cameo. Um, but if you're gonna go outside of that, I have two. Okay, I like it. I'm excited. Dan Marino. Okay. In Ace Ventura. <laughs> all right. All right. Laces all right. out, Dan. I'm into it. I'm into um, it. But being, and I'm dressed in it right now, being a Packer fan, yes. Brett Favre, and there's something about Mary. What the hell is Brett Favre <laughs> doing here? Uh, I agree. Those are fantastic. Um, Brett Favre particularly. like It was so random. Like, of all just, the people to pull out for being the ex-boyfriend or current boyfriend, I guess, at the time, um, it was so random to have Brett Favre be that person. And it's, it, what's really funny is that like it, it's it's... It's always fun to see football players or, or sports players show up like that because, like, it, it it gets them out of what you're normally used to seeing them as, and it it builds on their personality. Like the fact that Brett Favre showed up to do that and and had his script and his lines and he got it and agreed to do it. Like it's like, all right, Brett Favre's okay. Like, he, <laughs> and you could tell he was a terrible actor, but yeah. he was doing the best. But that he, he was could. having a good time. He was time. Brett Favre. <laughs> um, and I, I like that. I like that when they show up and they. They show up in a comedy like when, uh, granted, LeBron James was in a cameo in uh, um, in the the Amy Schumer movie sure. um, Trainwreck. But like when you see him show up like that, it's like, oh, 
LeBron's got a personality outside of basketball. I like it. I like it. All right, keeping it moving. Uh, Worst football movie that you have seen? This one was really tough because I don't hate all of these. Now, I want to actually... And I said that you've seen because I know there's some bad ones out there that you probably haven't it's seen. It's probably the game plan. Like, okay. One could make the argument that The Waterboy is not a good film. <laughs> um, I do have a question, though. Does them dressing up in tuxedos and throwing the football around the alleyway in the room count? <laughs> because if it counts, I pick that. Which you actually just saw this weekend. I did. And I, you and I didn't get a chance to talk about it. But a little aside, everyone should go see The Room in theaters. <laughs> It's the greatest damn thing that I've ever been a part of. It was so much fun. That movie is batshit insane. There's a football in it for all the time the football's there. And there's one scene where they're just in tuxedos, unexplained in tuxedos. Let's go out and throw the football. And they do. It's just the four of them throwing the football in tuxedos. It's insane, David. It's awesome and terrible. And and it's got to go on the list somewhere in our football conversation. Um, So that's what I'm going with. I'm going with probably the game plan, but also the room. Because I can't not talk about the room. I hear you. It's amazing. I'm going to go game plan. I haven't seen some of the bad ones that also could be considered. Um, There's just too many one-liners that are still fun to say from Waterboy for me to say that. But it's not a good movie. And even the bad ones are all, like, they're all older. Like, they're all, like, from the 60s or the 70s. Like, they're not that great. The newer ones, like The Replacements or The Longest Yard or The Waterboy, like, they all have their charms. Yeah. So it's hard to pick those. Yeah. All right. Uh, We did best, so we got to do – or, I mean, we did worst, so we got to do best. Yes. But we're going to start with this one, and we're going to say best football in a football movie. In a football movie. So, like – which one has the best football action in a football movie? I th- uh, And so <laughs> I struggled with this one as well. I actually watched some of the clips of, of Remember the Titans, and I do not think the football is filmed very coherently in that film. <laughs> it's way too close up. Like okay. you don't get an idea of the geography or anything. Sure. Varsity Blues isn't terrible at it. Um, I would say that the top two are probably Friday Night Lights, and then my vote is any given Sunday despite the fact that it is a highly dramatized version of what football is like there like some there's an eyeball on the field at some point <laughs> i'm sure that's happened in the nfl once <laughs> or twice um but the the idea of the veteran uh, quarterback and the veteran uh, i'm sorry the rookie quarterback the idea of like the star running back the star wide receivers um the the defensive ends and the linemen and 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 they kind of everybody has their roles in that film mm-hmm. and i think in movies like remember the titans like you sometimes forget like who's the quarterback other than sunshine well, it was rev but nobody yeah. remembers that nobody remembers like everybody remembers ryan gosling's in that movie but nobody remembers that he was a fucking liability at cornerback it's true um and so so that Petey. Petey. Petey was the was the was the number one the lockdown cornerback corner. he was the lockdown corner but he was he was he was he had bad attitude um and so i think that i go with any given sunday because that movie really breaks down professional football in a way that i don't think has ever been done before so i'm going with that one okay uh for me it was friday night lights okay um, understandable yeah all right uh, all right, two more to go. What's your top underrated football movie? And I feel like you and I are going to have the same. I'm one going for this. back to draft day on this one. Um, again, it, it's it just is one of those movies that is so satisfying 
Number one, because it exists in this fantasy world where everything falls into place and the Browns might have an exciting season and, and make good um, front office moves. But because, like, it's one of those movies where everything works out in the end and it works out uh, amazingly. Mm-hmm. And it's just so satisfying to see that kind of mental chess that they're playing. And all of you got the coach, you got the existing players. I, I and, and I just enjoy the hell out of that movie. I, I really, really like Draft Day. It's one of those movies that you can, I can jump into at any point and I'll watch. Um, and I don't think enough people talk about it. Um, Although maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But that, I'm going with draft day on this one. All right. All right. Um, for me, it would be draft day. But if I if I got to add one so we have two different ones in yes. here. Uh, I actually really enjoyed Invincible. And it's it's nothing fantastic. Sure. Like it's not going to win any awards. But whatever it is, I actually own it. I enjoyed oh, okay. it. Okay. You know? So. Uh, all right. Last but not least, pick your favorite football movie. My favorite football movie out of all of these is Any Given Sunday. All right. It's so good. It's Oliver Stone. It's so interesting. I wouldn't even call it good, although I I do find it to be good. But it is so interesting. And like I said before, it approaches the business of professional football in a way that has never been done before from ownership down to the training staff. And all of these little um, bits and pieces in between. The cast is insane. Insane. I mean, from from your Pacino to Aaron Eckhart before he was Aaron Eckhart to freaking James Woods to LL Cool J to Jim Brown, like you said, to Cameron Diaz, uh, Jamie Foxx, Dennis Quaid, all these people. I'm probably listening a couple more than once, but... It is such a stacked cast, everybody playing these very familiar roles to sports fans of the pragmatic coach and the veteran quarterback, the rookie cornerback. I mentioned all of these already, mm-hmm. um, but it really does it in this like highly dramatic way. Um, the soundtrack's amazing. It's a shame that the NFL didn't give them the rights to actually use the NFL and they had to make up all these bullshit uh, team names like the... What are they? The San Jose Sharks or the mm-hmm. San the something Sharks and then the Dallas Knights. And then there's a new expansion team in Albuquerque, which there would not ever <laughs> be a new expansion team in Albuquerque. But that kind of shit you can see, like you can see how a new coach would sign up to an expansion team and bring the hot rookie quarterback. That stuff all feels very familiar in this day and age of sports and the 12-month news cycle that is professional football. So I'm going with any given Sunday on this one. It's my favorite football movie. Like I said, I wouldn't even go so far as to call it good, although I think many people do think it is good. I think a lot of people think it's great. But to me, more than anything else, it is is a fascinating deconstruction of of professional football top to bottom. Big name you forgot. Actually, I'll give you two names you forgot. Okay. Charlton Heston. That's right. He was the... Commissioner. He's the commish. Yep. And then uh, T.O. was in that. That's right. Too. Yeah, T.O. was... Uh, was T.O. He was T.O. in it. He was T.O., but he wasn't number 81. He was like number 80 or 82 or yeah, something. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, all right. I uh, I can agree with that. For me, it's it's always going to be Remember the Titans. For, Understandable. For whatever reason. Um, I think my top three are probably Remember the Titans. And then I... Really enjoyed Any Given Sunday as well as uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is really good, too. And the funny thing is, is they all kind of approach football from a different perspective. Yep. 
Um, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You can approach football from the professional level, the college level, like We Are Marshall or the blind side, from the high school level, like Friday Night Lights, or from a historical perspective. Um, we Are Marshall, I feel like, just never had a chance because I feel like a lot of people probably felt like it was just a step down from Remember the Titans because they came out very not close, to very one close, another. not yeah. right after each other, but like close enough that it was like Remember the Titans set the bar just so high that right. it was tough to come back after that. Lawrence but Taylor was in any given Sunday too. He was, he was the linebacker. He was Matthew Modine, John C. McGinley, Elizabeth played, Berkeley's in there. Played Jack Rose, who was Jim Rome. Yep. Oh my God! I'm gonna go watch any given Sunday again. I'm gonna, Absolutely, I'm gonna get all jacked up. And life is life. You got a claw for that inch. It's the difference between winning and losing. It's so good. It's the it's the most Pacino, but it is it's great. It's great usage of full Pacino. I There's actually it. a lot of football players in that. Ricky Waters, former running back, yeah, there in are. there. Uh, Rick Johnson, who turned into an actor, but mm-hmm. he was a uh, he was a quarterback as well. Played in the Canadian Football League for the Stampeders. Oh, just can, to throw you some uh, some the knowledge. The nuggets. Montreal Alouettes <laughs> throw out some Canadian football leagues. The there you Montreal go. Montreal, Al- okay, Canadian football. I love it. Give Johnny Manziel his money this year. Um, but yeah, um, number one, David, excellent job as always with the stats. Very excited to have football here again. Uh, very excited to uh, to talk football movies. Um, before we wrap it up, we, we got to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast for free wherever you're listening, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, wherever. Do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. You'll get a new episode every week. Give us a rating. Give us, hey, give us five stars if you want. Write us a review. Share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, check our website, popcorndietpodcast.com, for all of the latest reviews, all of the latest episodes and articles that we write. And then, of course, follow us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. But football season is upon us. For the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. And we'll see you next week talking about the summer and what's to come on the Popcorn Diet. Adios.